welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. You'd like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Larson Farms is our TV broadcast sponsor. Mr. Richard Larson, a man of great integrity, cares about every single bale of hay and about taking care of his customers. He also has a huge heart for those genuinely in need. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Thank you for joining us this week on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital. And Complete Care. And thank you to Larson's Farm, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's... Finest Alfalfa. I'm Pete Rhoda. I'm your host. Louisa's out from Complimentary Horsemanship and my co-host... Maria LaCrosse from Midnight Mid- Rose. <laughs> I was going to say it. LLC. Yes. And we have a special guest, Karen Rolfe from Dressage Naturally. She's going to be talking to us in a couple segments. And we're going to get started. So, golf time, December 15th on Thursday, Marion Theater. They're going to have a premiere on the video of 50 years piranha so it's going to be a documentary and then for you golf enthusiasts december 16th on friday country club 7 30 a.m there's lots of money to win and lots of prizes so come out and support our local and florida horse park thoroughbred transformation expo december 9th through 11th Visit runfortheribbons.org for more info. Looking for volunteers. Oh, very good. And we have Epic. They are having a special for 125 You get two therapies of your choice. So give them a call. Plus boarding. Plus boarding. Therapies include swimming, aquapacer, vibration plate, magnawave, irisizer, laser therapy, and massage. And don't forget the Horse Protection Association has their weekend spirit walk on Saturday and Sunday at 10 to 3. Come walk with the four horses. And Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy horses will be having their premiere documentary at the Marion Theater in downtown Ocala on December 7th at 730 Scan the QR code on the screen for more information. And I know Louisa will be showing up with magic in a limo. And our last, Cody's Wish won the Vox Pupili from this year. It's done a little contest and he won it for this year. And he also, or she also won the Breeders' Cup on the track for, what is it? You know, Maria. You were there. Was it the Dirt Mile? Dirt Mile. There you go. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So congratulations on that. That's a big honor. It was a really touching story. Like, there were very dry, no dry eyes in the house that night. So there was a story behind the horse, and that's why they won this award. Yes. Cody was a -a make-a-wish child who went to their stable and um, Cody's wish as a foal came up to him and put her little head in his lap and it was love ever since. Very good. Awesome. And there she is winning. Good. So we're going to have a fun day or fun evening with all our guests. So Our next segment will be Dr. Tim Lynch on sports medicine from Peterson and Smith. Wrap it up. Oh, keep going. My fault. Well, we got through everything so quick. so We should reflect on our week. (laughs) So our word of the day is reflect. So very good, Maria. Thanks for the save. So we went and had a good time at the 
Stirrups and Strides. Stirrups Strides. Urban Cowboys. And we danced. I even got to dance with Maria and just happened to be my Maria came, came on, on. And I was like, dang, I almost brought a knee brace so I could avoid dancing with anybody. And <laughs> It was just, yeah. So we had a good time. Louisa and I danced. They had a Dolly Parton contest that uh, was very well. It was very good. It yeah, was it was It was funny. Lots of people with wigs and oh, a lot of uh, right? extra. And it was for a great cause. We did it for Stirrups and Strides, who works for with veterans and also special needs kids. And they're raising money for their program. So they had a lot of silent auction stuff and a great dinner so check it out next year yeah and hopefully we'll have some videos up when louisa gets back in because i'm sure she's going to bring a whole bunch and show you all the fun that the crew had while we were there i'm i'm hiding them on my phone you're oh yeah you're the one that <laughs> videoed them so we should have grabbed some from your phone so yeah wow we're <laughs> We're stretching tonight. Luis is near and I talked fast. So, well, Karen is here for us from Dressage Naturally, so we might as well say hi. hi. Thank you for showing up. My pleasure to be here. Good. We'd love to reflect on your career. I'd love to reflect on my career, too. When should this reflection begin? Now well, a good time. How'd, no time how'd you get started in horses? Oh, we're going to go way back. We'll go back way then. back. Yeah, no, it was, I'm like most, m many horse people is, I just always wanted a horse. It was, I don't know why, but I always did. And I was fortunate enough that uh, my mom was open to that idea. And she had a horse when I was a little kid at one point. So uh, that it just started, no turning back. <laughs> and then what, how did, what did you get into after being a kid? How did you get yeah, into the professional well, I was part? A, I was a pony clubber. And through Pony Club, when my horse took off with me on a junior hunt and ran through the hounds, not allowed to do that, <laughs> the huntsman had to gallop after me, grab my horse, and say, take this kid to take dressage lessons so she can learn how to control her horse. And my mom did. And that's how I started in dressage. Very cool. And uh, I didn't mean it to be a career, uh, but people kept paying me to ride their horses. And how do you say no to that? Very so. good. So did you start with a horse or a pony? Or tell us about your first... Oh, my Love. first my first horse was just a little horse in the paper. It said horse for sale, six hundred bucks, and we went and looked at it and was like, "It's a horse, right? You know? Those are the best." Yeah, tail, he, he was. I got lucky. He was just the sweetest, sweetest horse. So, um, I had him for a little while from when I was like twelve, and then I kind of outgrew him, and then got a thoroughbred who was doing hunter jumpers, and I was still doing pony club and. Uh, he just kept learning the dressage. So I was eventing and doing dressage, and he just kept going. And it, and then I um, also got lucky that the instructor that I had uh, turned out to be an international-level trainer, and she loved working with kids. So we just kept training him, and he kept going and ended up representing the U.S. on the Young Riders team oh, cool. four years in a row. That was, you know, just a couple years ago. Well, yeah. that's Perfect, perfect timing. We're wrapping it up for this beginning segment. We're going to go to Dr. Tim Lynch at Peterson and Smith to talk about sports medicine. So we'll be back with Karen after that. This portion of the show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And our TV broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Supporting sponsors are DAC Vitamins and Minerals. Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip LLC, Piranha, Florida HVAC Services, Crystal Cryo, Ocala Dog Ranch, and The Drinking Post. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is lip chip. 
Justine Dutton, Grand Prix show jumper and previously international event rider coming to you from Notting Hill Stables in Ocala, Florida. Here at Notting Hill Stables we use Equine Therapy International PMF ActivoMed blankets on all of our show jumpers. These help to relax muscles and promote blood flow and circulation. We use the ActivoMed blanket on a daily basis as well as at competitions. It helps us a lot at competitions, especially before they start jumping. The tense horses really like it because it just helps to relax their muscles so they feel ready and confident to go in the ring. After the horses have jumped, we like to put it on and it really helps with recovery. I would highly recommend Equine Therapy International and all their products for all your therapeutic needs. show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV networks here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm going to chat a little bit to Dr. Tim Lynch about sport me sports medicine, and that is his expertise. Dr. Lynch, it's lovely to have you back with us. Thank you for being here. Love the, love the sweater. Nice. <laughs> Go Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to Dr. Chaos about that next. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about sports medicine, kind of a, a general perspective of some of the cases that you see um, and some of the concerns and issues that horses have in that area. Right. So most horses uh, or most equine vets will do some sort of uh, sports medicine, meaning it's usually lameness or trying to diagnose poor performance in the horse, depending on what they're doing as far as their athletic event, right? So again, sports medicine can involve everything from racing to uh, show horses. And, and it's a matter of trying to figure out what's wrong with them, lameness wise, or they may have some other issue that's causing them to not perform to their full potential. So uh, there's certain uh, people that specialize in certain breeds or advance like the eventing horse or the race horse, and they have pretty good ideas what happens to those horses uh, during their events as far as injuries or poor performance and things like that. So sports medicine just recently got a fancy name about 10, 15 years ago, but equine vets have been doing it forever, right? So uh, for example, like I see a lot of horses in the racing industry. A lot of those horses seem to have a lot of orthopedic problems, chips and such like that. And there's soft tissue injuries that go along with that, like bowed tendons and ligaments as far as suspensory injuries and such. The event horse is almost the same, right? They're a little bit different as far as occurrence and where it occurs. Uh, if you probably got a cutting horse, the you know, same thing would happen, right? Different types of injuries, but those people that are in those circles and those vets that do those horses, they kind of know the injuries that go along with the events that they do. I'm sure you get very familiar with what they have a tendency to have a problem with, depending on what they do, whether it be barrels, cutting, jumping, just running fast. Obviously, you yeah. probably see commonalities in those horses in those sports. Right. So there's certain things when you have a 1,200 pound animal running 30 miles an hour, right? And there's certainly injuries that are going to happen, especially if you're zigzagging around barrels or trying to chase a cow and things like that. So like all athletes, they can and do get hurt. 
And that's where it becomes this uh, mission of the sports medicine people to try to figure out or at least dominate their time and how to help. It's really helpful that the car is. <laughs> no. Uh, so they can figure out what's wrong with the horse and help them along in their athletic career so they can have long, uh, prosperous careers. Uh, and, but, you know, and try to prevent more further injury in, in the sports medicine type division of equine vets. That's basically what they do. Uh, I'm sure a lot of them uh, look at all sorts of different horses and breeds and disciplines, and they kind of can figure out quickly what's the most common injuries in this sport or what happens to these horses. Like an endurance horse would be much different from an eventing horse per se. Endurance horses, they have, probably have a lot of tendon injuries. They go long distances, fatigue, muscle problems, tying up versus an event horse. They go three different uh, things, right? Nice. And it's, it's all triathlon. Yeah. So some of it is at speed and that's dangerous. They're jumping big jumps into the water and such like that. So trauma is always a problem, but uh, injuries uh, usually go along with the certain types of events that they do. For example, cutting horses have a lot of stifle problems. You got to get down low and turn quick for the cow, right? So uh, it's it's sort of those things where you start to get uh, equine vets who do lameness, but they kind of specialize or they know the breed or they know what event they're doing. Sign. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> sign. So. so your lameness exam, regardless of breed or discipline is going to be pretty much the same, but you're going to ask a new client, what do you do with this horse? Because obviously that's important. Right. So it's tailored to every horse and what they do to what their event. They're essentially the same. You I mean, you want to examine the horse and do a good physical and things and look at its legs for heat, pain, swelling, uh, those types of things that are obvious right away. Uh, shoeing and such always go along with the discipline, what they're doing. But then it's more you want to see the horse in motion. So lots of horses, and it's usually the top you know, performing horses, they, they have performance problems, but they don't really necessarily show lameness in hand, right? Jogging them up and down doesn't really show it. So sometimes you got to be um, willing to look at a horse being ridden, and that's maybe only the only time the horse shows the, what his problem is. Dressage is notorious for that, right? So, because those horses don't do uh, those moves by themselves out in the paddock, right? So they need uh, to be ridden and see what the problem is or see if you can't figure out to get to the bottom of how to help them figure out what their problem is, how to treat it, and then try to prevent the injury from later on, right? To help them through their careers. Right. So after a lameness exam, at what point do you decide if there's further diagnosis needed um, and, and what's the next step? Well, I think it's uh, dependent upon the severity of the lameness or the performance problem. There's a lot of lame horses that can perform quite well, and they're quite successful. Uh, I mean, they're not lame, lame, right? But And there's a lot of sound horses that can't perform just, you know, as well. So depending on the severity of the lameness, some horses, they need rest and things like that. And it would depend on uh, where you can find the injury or where the soreness is coming from. So, and again, the severity of the injury would determine what they do to the horse, how much rest they would get. You can't beat rest for any injury. Uh, you know, so it's kind of one of those things where it's tailored to each horse, what they do, what level they're competing at, right? So if you have a world champion in something, it's, it's kind of different because that horse probably, hopefully doesn't have a bad injury. He just needs some help. Whereas some other horses, Oh, okay, they may not uh, they may not manifest the same lameness, but they need more time off depending on the severity of the injury and things like that. So it's kind of it's hard to give you a blanket statement and say, hey, this horse needs this and this. But uh, again, if you can figure out where the lameness is originating from, which in some horses is difficult or sometimes impossible to find, they still have a performance issue. But technically, it is a lameness. But again, they can probably go out and still win. It's just a matter of monitoring it, keeping track of it, seeing what you can kind of find the problem for the owner and the horse to hopefully lengthen their careers, make them pain-free, those types of, um, hopefully to try to prolong their careers, right? And be successful. Right. Difference in breeds, obviously, uh, affects gait. So you might be looking at a Pasofino, a Tennessee walker horse, walking horse or a quarter horse, and you might have a different spectrum of gates that you're looking at. Is that difficult to, to kind of recognize what, when there might be a problem when you're looking at so many different movements in horses? Right. So all the breeds are, 
They're essentially horses, right? So head, mane, tail, <laughs> four legs, right? right? And then gait certainly can throw your eye a lot. And if you're not used to a gated horse, uh, the Paso is a prime example, that can really throw you off a standard bread when they're uh, in gear and racing or you know warming up. So that can be very troublesome as far as um, somebody who's not used to them or not used to examining them or seeing them in motion, right? So. Uh, I don't think anything can beat good confirmation to start with because that's by far uh, the one thing that will help horses long careers be successful. You can't really tell talent from confirmation, but if they have straight legs to work with and good feet to start with, you got a good start, right? And you can probably eliminate half of all the horse problems. Oh, so is she giving us a signal? Sorry. <laughs> the finger. Uh, oh, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. We'll have a couple of little cutouts. Yeah, sorry. That's oh, okay. Dr. Lynch, I want to thank you so much. Uh, a great overview of both lameness in horses and also sports medicine and the examination part of that process. Thank you so much, Louisa Barton here for Equus Television and the Horse Talk Show when we're about to be rained on. Yeah, <laughs>Equine Hospital and Complete Care seeks to be a leading international veterinary practice that provides state-of-the-art veterinary care to their patients while fostering professional relationships with their clients that stand the test of time. For 24-7 and the best in equine care, check out Peterson and Smith at petersonsmith.com or like them on Facebook now for more information. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital. And Complete Care. And thank you to Larson's Farm, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Danson Pete from Complimentary Horsemanship, filling in for Louisa Barton. And my co-host, Maria LaCrosse from Midnight Rose Equestrian. I got it this time. <laughs> and our special guest, Karen Rolfe from Dressage Naturally. And let's reflect back on what we talked about in the first segment. On we were on about your horse six hundred dollars moved all the way up. <laughs> we did young riders. Yeah, young riders. Yeah. And then where did you go from there? 
Um, I just kept going. So I went to university. I didn't mean to have a career in horses, but um, people kept asking me to ride their horses and help them train. And that seemed, you know, like a dream come true. So I just kept going and ended up working um, at Knoll Farm uh, on Long Island underneath Ann Gribbins, who's an international mm-hmm. judge and trainer. And so um, she was my mentor all the way up to when I um, left for Florida in 2003. Wow. And w- you left to Florida and did what? <laughs> We're <laughs> join, moving on. Join keep, the keep reflecting and coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the circus, and, and that's actually close to when I met you, but I had started dabbling in natural horsemanship and Pirelli um, with um, a challenging horse. And um, and so when I went to Florida just for the winter season, it just so happened that I was like seven miles away from Pirelli. So I came just for the to get away from the New York winter and then just opportunities kept coming up to connect and learn more natural horsemanship. And I was seeing the effect it was happen- having on my horses and um, what's the phrase, a little information is worse than none. So I had a little bit of information and I knew I needed more. So I just uh, never went back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was listening to your podcast today and you said, I was there for four weeks and let them know I wasn't yeah. coming back. <laughs> I, I, I left, I went to Florida for two months and never went home. And yeah, after a month, I was like, I'm not coming back. So. <laughs> Very good. So then you started adding the natural horsemanship mm-hmm. towards... Yeah, I started adding the natural horsemanship, and I, I, I now had these two different bodies of information. I was like, I know how to do dressage and compete, and then there's this other stuff that I do, and, and I'm a professional instructor and trainer, so I had to figure out how those two things dovetail together because I like I have to explain it. How am I, what do I, what do I do when I'm out there with a the horse? So I wrote my book, Dressage Naturally as a way for me to figure out how those two things fit together and how not just to do natural horsemanship and then go do dressage, but how do you blend them so that it, you can do dressage in a way that honors all the partnership you just built and then how to do dressage. And, you know, if you've only been doing dressage, how do you now take a more holistic view of it and um, consider the horse and their feelings and the partnership and, and other factors. Do you think the masters really wanted that in dressage? I That's think, what I always think. I think they were already doing it. I mean, we have these words. It's natural horsemanship. Yeah. It's dressage. I, <laughs> I think it's all just words. I think it's it's just good horsemanship. And I'm not saying that like, oh, now I do good horsemanship. But I feel like um, humans tend to put things in categories and get very narrow focus. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, I do you know natural horsemanship i do hunter jumpers i do dressage and and i think back in the day it was probably a little more holistic of i mean xenophon you know read the old things and nuno Oliveira, like you read what he says and it's very much in consideration with the partnership of the horse so but there's there's new information and more science-based stuff and so i just try to keep updated on what what's going to work best for the horse knowing if you take care of the mind and the emotions and the body, it's going to work better. So, you know, go to all those areas of the library. Young people, there's things called libraries. <laughs> we call it Google now. Um, but, you know, just I, in natural horsemanship, I learned more about the emotional and, and mental state than I had learned in dressage previously. And this is why I really love to help students of all wherever they come from, because I can show people who are focused on partnership how to start improving their horse's biomechanics and way of going, because in a way that honors the partnership they built, because I get it, I know where they're coming from, and help dressage people realize that not all dressage problems are dressage problems. Sometimes they're trust and partnership and motivation and fear problems. It's not a problem of your half pass, right? So I help dressage riders kind of take a bigger view and look at all the other aspects that are affecting their dressage. So how do you evaluate your riders? Like when you get started, do you just watch them warm up and kind of see, like, I know I watch people get off the trailer and I'm like, yep, that's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I first see a student, actually one of my favorite things to do, I try to just go soft focus and, and I, and I um, watch what they do, but I also ask them a lot of questions. I like to listen to what they say because it's not just what they say, it's how they say it, and it's what they choose to tell me about. And then I compare that to what I'm seeing. 
and and then I tend to ask questions um, about the horse's lifestyle and and things like that because that really affects it. So I just kind of sit back and I use what I call my harmony filter. Mm-hmm. So I look and and like what's harmonious, what's not harmonious, where does it show up, and then I I start with whatever they want to show me, and then we'll either address it there or we trace it back. So my first thing I look at is the three buckets are, is this a, a partnership problem, foundational kind of thing? Is it a biomechanics problem, the way they're moving and their general balance, or is it a gymnastic problem? Because sometimes people are working on their, you know, half passes and flying changes, but like, who cares? It's trying to rear, right. <laughs> you know, and run out of the arena. So to just to figure out which bucket is it in, is this a trust communication I'm okay, you're okay kind of issue, and those show up, you know, the rearing and uh, running at the end of the line and afraid of things that's in that bucket, or even basic communication. You know, I ask my horse's haunches to move one step and the whole horse moves Mm -hmm. (laughs) for 20 minutes. Um, Or are they what I call like happy campers or comfortable transportation? Like you can get on your horse and like ride it around. Mm Nothing special, just you can get on and ride it around. Then it's like, okay, now we can think about, well, how does it move? Is it moving through its back? Is it moving straight? Is it, you know, swingy? Is it all those yummy adjectives we want to have? And um, and then if, if those two things are checked off, then we go, okay, now, now it's time for gymnastics. Now let's work on shoulder ends and creating more engagement and more carrying power and, and things like that. And And, you know, I say it that way because it's linear and it makes sense to humans. In reality, there are some horses where it is a gymnastic problem and that creates the balance, which now makes the horse calm. You know, so in reality, it's they're all connected and um, all interrelated, but that's why it's so important to have a sense of each of those because you can see, you can, you can change something in the barn and how you feed your horse and it will affect their dressage mm-hmm. oh, even how you lead your horse you'll exactly. see people just like when you exactly. catch your horse you're training you start right then and the other way around like when i was in the natural horsemanship world there wasn't a lot of talk about biomechanics and sometimes horses were looking emotional but it wasn't because they were emotional it was because they're out of balance especially if they're only emotional on the right lead mm-hmm. but not the left lead or only impulsive on one lead or the other then it's like well that's actually not an emotional problem that's a balance problem and I was really happy to step into that world and start, being, you know, hey, this is how you can actually change your horse's balance and improve the, the emotions. Well, once again, some great questions and answers from Karen. And we're going to wrap it up for this segment. We're going to be right back with Karen Roth again. And we're going to talk deeper about horsemanship. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Larson Farms is our TV broadcast sponsor. Mr. Richard Larson, a man of great integrity, cares about every single bale of hay and about taking care of his customers. He also has a huge heart for those genuinely in need. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Welcome back, second half of the show. Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown experience. Thank you to Larson's Farm. Our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest Alfalfa. <laughs> well, I'm Dancing Pete with Complimentary Horsemanship, your host, taking the place of Louisa tonight. And my loveliest co-host, Maria Lacrosse from Midnight Rose Equestrian. And our great ga- guest, Karen Rolfe from Dressage Naturally. So we're going to reflect back on what we said earlier and we were talking about how you put the three pieces together and now let's get a little deeper into this and 
What have you turned this into? Because, I mean, I've known you for hmm, a few years. Yeah. And the neat thing that you have started is helping professionals, which I think is really needed in the industry. Yeah. So the from me just writing the book and putting these things together, I've since created I have five online courses. I have a subscription website. Mm-hmm. And so I've really changed the business model. And a lot of that was because of how I teach, which is much more empowered methods. It's not just I'm going to do tell you what to do, but I help students understand what to do and to know the questions to ask themselves. So this was a huge change in not just what I was doing with horses, but how I was delivering it. And what I realized is that that change in the business model affected affected my life. It affected my horse's life because the typical you know tra- horse trainer out there, you know, you've got to like have borders or pack a ton of horses in as you know as many as possible because every horse that's x amount of dollars and pack as many lessons oh, I in. used to hit five barns a day yeah and, just and hit all the horses exactly and so most trainers i know are at a certain at some point in their career it's like i'm exhausted i think i gotta go get my real estate license and actually <laughs> that's one of the reasons that i came to florida i was really burned out i was actually almost quit horses i was so burned out so coming to florida for the season was like my last shot I was like and thank goodness everything changed because I love horses well it makes sense like I did I got my massage license for that same thing because exactly. it's not sustainable unless you have all the help to be yeah. a trainer and really. you you told me a story about some of the trainers up in New York that actually t- said that they were envious of you yeah when you when you make a big life change um some people you know criticize it because they're like you can't do that and then a lot of them were like I'm so I'm so envious that you were able to make this change in your life and making a change is hard. But sometimes not making a change is even harder. And there's a lot of horse trainers, instructors that are struggling because there's a culture of exhaustion. You know, it's like you wear I love my horses so much. I'll, you know, give up my life for them. And then, you know, but the thing is, it's not sustainable. And what I find is the most caring of the the horse trainers out there, the ones that we want to thrive, um, are the ones who are the most sensitive to this, and they overgive, and they overgive, and they're humble, and they don't promote themselves, and they undercharge, which is all lovely, except when their bills come up. <laughs> yeah, they can't keep going. So we're losing, we're losing the good ones. So I was seeing all this, and I said, I want in order to make the world a better place for horses, I need to help the most heart-centered, compassionate, horse-first one. I need those guys to thrive. So I actually, I'll help anybody. (laughs) I'll help anybody, but that's what I'm focused on is helping that kind of professional um, understand their unique value, have some boundaries around time and what they do, and then learn how to leverage. So they're not committed to just, or or limited by just doing one-on-one lessons. Because you just count the hours in the day you count how many how much you make per lesson and like that's it there's there's no more do you talk um, about how to like delegate like within that yes, yes. so <laughs> oh there's so, some yeah, some so, photos of her courses yeah every year once a year only i do a seminar it's a two day seminar it used to be in person before covid but the good news is now it's virtual so people from around the world join and we help them make a fulfilling profitable and sustainable life that they can love in the horse business uh, and it's just so satisfying and we we um, really build a community of support so there's a two-day seminar and then I have a six-month mastermind where I work closely with people over six months um, or longer if they do it again and we help them own their unique value figure out how to market so they attract only the students that they love the most. You know, you always, right. there's like some students you're like, I can't wait to teach them. And other students you're like, I hope they cancel. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry, guys. Yeah, but, but sometimes those become your best students sometimes. Right, but like, how do you how do you market so that you attract those? And right. so everybody's trying to be generic. Like, I'm a dressage trainer. No, I'm a dressage trainer too. I'm a dressage trainer too. But can you be brave enough to say, I specialize in 40-year-old women who are really crooked on off-the-track thoroughbreds, and it's I want to do lower-level dressage, right? <laughs> so if you, but if you say that, it feels like I can't say that. I'm going to like exclude so many customers. But like the the people who are that are like, oh my gosh, here you are, and 
everybody's happier if you're matching up instead of just going to, well, they're a dressage trainer, so, you know, I must be okay. But we know it's about matching, right? right? The, a perfect, you know, it's, it's a relationship. And the way one trainer or instructor says it is going to match with a certain type of person and, and to be brave enough to figure that out for yourself. What do you love to do the most? And say it and bring in all your areas of expertise, Right? So I've worked with a 70-year-old woman. She'd been instructing and training her whole life, but she was, she said she was a dressage trainer. But I found out she like studied with a Zen monk for seven years. She's like an um, pro- uh, expert in positive reinforcement. And I forget, she had a couple other things in there. And she's like, I can't tell anybody about that. We're like, yes, you can. And she's, she completely changed her health change. Her family life changed and her business changed at age 70. Right. And so we helped her do that. She built an online course and she's leveraging her business and she's thriving. So I, that just makes me so happy. But I'm, I've also met 20-somethings who have business coming out of their ears and they're already burned out. So someone who came to me, they're like, I just want one evening off a week just to do something. Oh no, I need to see you. I'm yeah. like, I have three uh, yeah. offices, I'm building a barn. Well, like, yeah. yeah, I get it. And uh, so, and she's now, like she takes, you know, she's transformed her business a few times where she'll take, she'll work for two weeks and then take two weeks off or she'll work for two months and then she'll take three months off and she's making more money than she did before, but she's doing her life her way. She set up her boundaries. It's amazing and, um, what you can manifest when you get some clarity around like, yeah and some help Mm -hmm. so we we all need help change is hard so it's not and it's not just me that's helping it's it's a mentorship program but it's a mastermind so how many horse trainers do you know all get together and talk about your business like i never heard anybody doing this before but we get together and we share and we support each other in a group that understands what the horse business is because when i learned this i had to go to business things and i was the only horse person in the room so I didn't, nobody got my business. Right. So I'm like, let's all get together and support each other and help each other. And just that support system alone is like pure gold. So there's some pictures on the screen of you playing with your horses, just mm-hmm. not to interrupt on, we're just, we'll go back to that. But I just didn't want to miss all these good photos that of you and your horses. And having clinics. And like, do you, is your book a hard copy? Like, you have hard copies and digital copies? It's, like... a, it's a hard copy, and it comes with um, video, streaming oh. video. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm really focused on helping people enjoy <laughs> the process of learning to move in harmony and help the horses enjoy it, too. All right. Well, that was our signal that we're wrapping it up for this segment. And we'll be back again with Karen, and we'll get deeper into how she's helping people. The presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show is brought to you by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Therapy International, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Having an air conditioner that works well in Florida is a must. Experience peace of mind by working with Florida HVAC Services, a family-owned and operated company taking pride in always putting their customers first. Providing air conditioner repair, installation, and maintenance services on all makes and models. For those suffering from allergies or asthma, air quality testing is recommended and hospital-grade air filters are available. Ask about a pure air filtration system today. Check them out at flhvacservices.com or like them on Facebook. Florida HVAC Services, serving all of North Central Florida with honesty, integrity, and the highest value of workmanship. And that's 100% guaranteed. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. 
manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back. Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms. Our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Dance and Pete back here from Complimentary Horsemanship, hosting for Larissa. My lovely co-host, Maria LaCrosse from Midnight... Midnight... Rose Equestrian. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. I'm here to make you look good, let me tell you. <laughs> You're helping me out. And Karen Roth, our great co-host here with dressage naturally and we're gonna reflect back and talk about how you're helping professionals again and i can say i've been to the course when it was live mm -hmm. and one of the big things was time management yes and i ended up that following year taking a month off because of what they were talking about with the time management and how important that was and it really helped me i just need to do it again yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the team that you put together for your classes. Because it's not just Karen talking about horses and how to train and mm -mm. do all that kind of stuff, which she has lots of knowledge. You also yeah. bring in other professionals. Yeah, so I've got all the horse training sort of stuff at dressagenaturally.net. You can go find it there. And this is really a separate thing. And like I said, I do this once a year um, and create the Transform Your Business event. And that's for professionals of any discipline. I mean, I've helped racers and you know actually fed dog trainers in there too because it, it works for them uh, and so yeah when I thought about the main things people have trouble with it is that your unique value boundaries around time and what you're doing and then learning to leverage and so I knew that one of the things that people would say is I don't have time to take a course I don't have time to do a seminar or do a mastermind so I teamed up with a productivity expert who actually is also a horse lover and rider, but she's a clinical psychologist and she has a whole business um, working with um, entrepreneurs and business owners. And so we teamed up and she's part of the mastermind program, but she's part of the event also. And so she actually does an exercise. It's not just a lecture. There's like, we workshop some things, we get into small breakout groups so you can talk to each other. It's very interactive. Do you dance? Um, off camera a little bit, but that was my <laughs> okay. secret. Um, but so, it, yeah, so it's, it is live. It's just virtual um, right now. Uh, so it's highly interactive. So it's super cool. But yeah, she, um, Sarah Rife Hacking, and she has, and then in the mastermind program, she has a whole protocol called Jumpstart Your Productivity that you work through first and you just learn to master your time because I knew that has to come first. You have to create the time to be able to take anything else on. So I understood people like, I don't have time to figure this out. Like, I know. <laughs> That's, That's why you need to do it. When you, when you get a ticket to the event, there's a training um, a couple weeks before that's called How to Make More Time for Yourself. <laughs> so, like, I get it. I get it. This is the biggest thing. And just like with you, like, you needed 
you know, it, you're smart. You probably knew you needed to take a break. Well, I told you, you I was you this close to being done with Exactly, horses. but we need permission. We need support. We need help. And that's what this event is for. Very good. Yeah. So with my teaching, using the horse as a catalyst can help people in their personal lives and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think this event, if you just have a business and you use the horse as a catalyst to figure out your business. Yeah. I think it would help also. <laughs> Absolutely. So one of the one of the questions I ask people is like, you know, um, how, when how often do you ride your own horse? <laughs> right? Wait, you're supposed to ride your own yeah, horse. So like, wouldn't it be nice to have time to prioritize your own horse first? Because if you ride your own horse, like that's what gives you the passion. That's why you got into horses in the first place. And what most really caring instructors do is they serve their clients first, their students first, and they, they'll make time for their own horse, but then it doesn't happen. And then you guys know what it feels like when you don't have time to ride your horse. A little part of you dies every day. And then you go to your lesson and then, <laughs> and the then you go to your dies. lesson and you're like, eh, you know, <laughs> so even if you want to and you love your students, it's just natural. So um, in my life, I have what I call my sacred horse time, and it's every day starts with horses, and it's non-negotiable as much as sometimes my team wished it was. But like that's what keeps me happy. Every day I do my horses first, and then I can go on with my day or whatever works for you. Do it in the evenings, or you know, it doesn't have to be physically first in the day. But priority-wise, it has to be my passion, my why am I doing this needs to come first. Whatever that why is. Um, whether it's riding your own horse or whatever it is that fuels you. And that's what's cool about the productivity person I work with is she's all about finding the things that fuel you. And sometimes the thing that makes you the most efficient and effective is rest. (laughs) So the other thing I was thinking is how do you get convinced? Like for my biggest thing was charging enough. Mm-hmm. And getting you know the professional to go oh this is my passion I love it and then somebody says yeah but you got to pay your bills yeah the the if you really loved what you're doing you would do it for free <laughs> well then I'm gonna you know then the person's gonna have to go get their real estate license and they're not gonna have time to teach you, <laughs> you yeah. yeah I think I, I I hate that phrase if you really loved it you do it for free because it's not realistic and it means that if you have a job you're supposed to hate it. That's the other side of that coin. And mm-hmm. I don't believe we should have to do jobs that we hate. I think there's a way to um, own your unique value, do more of that. You're going to be more passionate about that. You're going to offer better lessons. Uh, and and then the students have to understand the value. And pricing is a whole thing. You can decide to have low prices or high prices, but you can, you can create you know, I have more leveraged business. So I can keep my lesson prices low if I want because I, I'm i making money else, you know, in another way. So every situation is different. Every person's different. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to say, what do you want to do? And let's help that happen. And if it's, if you own your value, you're not um, trading time for money. You're trading results and, um, you know, your knowledge for money. So, you know, sometimes the lesson's over in 10 minutes, and that's the best value you can give, and sometimes it's longer. So and people then they usually, complain. <laughs> right, people like, you know. Um, but we got so 10 more minutes. What are to, you stopping Exactly. I have to get away of that, like, it's I'm paying money for time. It's results. And then you once you know you, what you're giving is results and value, then you realize there's lots of ways to give that value. It's not just, you know, yelling at someone for... 45 minutes <laughs> and you want the inst- you want your trainer instructor to be rested and passionate and that they've done some higher level thinking to create a system because then it's exciting for them and we've all seen the instructors that sit by the side of the fence and they're checking their messages good yeah do it again like we yeah. don't that's not fun i i can't do that and and i think it doesn't serve anybody so i i want to like remind the professionals why they got into it in the first place and let's help them set up their life so that they're feeling like i can't wait to get out there and they love what they do well since you talked about like time management and stuff like that like i imagine you talk about like the work-life balance and balancing your family and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so like where does that fall into like do you throw your horses in first like you get your horse time first (laughs) and then you start building like your it's everybody's different and this is what's really cool is is there's no 
we're not going to tell you what to do, but it's like, well, when, you know, what are the things you need to do? And then what are the things that you want to do? And let's put those in there, the big blocks in there first. When are you working? <laughs> when are you not working? That's actually sometimes hard for horse people to figure out. When are you working? When are you not working? Well, this has been a great thing that you're doing for professionals. And they can go to your website to find more information on. Yeah. Or go ahead. Oh, dressagenaturally.net slash T-Y-B, like transform your business, is where the event is. And dressagenaturally.net slash fuel, F-U-E-L, if you want a free training. And the oh. event was when? T-Y-B. Dressagenaturally.net slash T-Y-B. We'll be back for one more segment. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. Bye. The presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show is brought to you by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Therapy International, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. Performance and Innovative Center, situated on 30 pristine acres in the horse capital of the world, is one of the finest and most complete conditioning and rehab centers for equines and canines in the nation, including an equine hyperbaric chamber, aqua pacer, water treadmill, cold water leg spa, equine swimming pool, Eurosizer, and more. Epic equine veterinarians specializing in rehab and conditioning. For more information, go to epcrehab.com or find them on social media. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers a largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Hi, I'm Serena Hickson, owner of Equine Therapy International. We supply high-end equine therapy equipment. I'm here today to tell you about three specific items. This is one of our most popular items. It's an equine therapy blanket with pulse electromagnetic and massage. It's used for suppleness and flexibility pre-exercise and recovery after exercise. It's really useful for horses which have issues with um, degenerative problems, maybe in their spine or sacral areas or any recovery for soft tissue injuries in the leg for keeping the horse's blood flow going and helping speed up that recovery process and getting you back in the saddle sooner. This blanket is really flexible. You can add leg wraps. We do front leg wraps for the front legs and hind leg wraps, which also cover from the hock down to the coronet. So you get really good all over coverage. The blanket can be purchased on its own or with a set of four leg wraps. 
It can also be purchased with other additionals such as a pectominal pad which covers the pectoral muscles and the abdomen muscles and it's really good for helping that core strength build and keep the horse working and feeling amazing. One of my favourite things about this blanket is that the horses absolutely love it. You will very quickly see them licking and chewing, their eyes relax and they really enjoy the session and best of all they come out feeling so much better afterwards. This is our combi therapy plate. Again it has both pulsed electromagnetic and vibration in it so the horses get the same or very similar uh, flexibility and suppleness benefits pre-exercise as they do with the blanket. Very specifically you've got pulse electromagnetic coils under each foot so it's excellent for treating uh, problems whether it's um, soft tissue uh, tendon problems in the legs or concussion in the feet. Um, very good for recovery after exercise or competition. The horses turn and step on one end and stand ideally towards where they've come in from. They can be cross-tied and enjoy the therapy session and on colder weather the combi plate can have a solarium put over the top which is really nice in winter especially but also highly beneficial for warming up those uh, cold back muscles before you ride. This is the Aqua Trainer and is my personal favourite of the whole range of equipment that we offer. I use it regularly with my horses, the young ones, the older ones, and it's invaluable in their training for strengthening, keeping them fit, and just all over um, core strength. It's also very good for rehabilitation and bringing horses back into work after injury. Um, you'd obviously have a programme, and we supply full training on how to work the treadmill, obviously, but also how to train horses at all different levels, whether they're just starting out and they are a four-year-old, or a four-year-old myself, or their top um, end event horses going around five-star level, or dressage, or show jumping, or any discipline. Horses of all levels come and use the treadmill. So, um, You've got a lot of features on this treadmill, a lot of available features. Um, they come as just fresh water or salt water. You can have incline function. This is a hydraulic incline function. It's outside the treadmill, so it takes the whole treadmill up for safety reasons. And um, obviously safety is a key element of this treadmill. We've been building them for nearly 20 years now. We have all the experience that come out of a factory in Germany, but all the filtration and the support is supplied locally in the US. So the safety, the treadmills are wide enough. You've got no, the belt, um, is totally wide to the side so the horses when they first go on the treadmill will um, just need to balance themselves and they just need to be able to step sideways. So that's really important, the length is really important. The water height, you can go right up to the top. The most um, common height that is used is about knee level or hock, hock level. The speed is absolutely critical to the training results you get as well. But the treadmills are only as good as the operator and it's our job to make sure that all our clients are fully trained and have the backup as well regularly when they get new staff or new research comes out everyone is informed on the latest findings. Thank you for listening today and thank you to our UK showroom for letting us film this video. Please reach out for any of your equine therapy questions. We have many years of experience between us. We all use all the products and I'm sure we can help you or answer any of your questions. And welcome back to our last segment presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. 
I'm Dancing Pete Rhoda with Complimentary Horsemanship, your host for this show. My lovely co-host, Maria Larson from Midnight Rose Equestrian. I'm Larson. I would definitely Larson. have more Larson. in my right now. <laughs> Thanks. I messed that part up. Yay. <laughs> and we have Karen Roth from Dressage Naturally, and we wanted to thank her, and we're going to do one more segment, and that's going to be my tip of the week. So Dancing Pete's tip of the week. So this week, the tip is focus. So are you focused when you're walking to the barn with your horse? Are you focused when you're walking back to the pasture? Are you focused when you ride? And then there's two types of focus. There's physical focus where you're actually focused and think of your belly button as your main focus. And then there's mental focus. So that means, are you thinking about, oh, it's lunch in about 15 minutes and your horse is going, huh, we're, we're going to lunch instead of doing what you're doing with your horse. So focus is really important when you're doing stuff with your horse. And what I see a lot of people do is they lose focus during feeding time. So they don't, they just throw the feed and walk on. They don't have their horse connect with them because they don't have a focus when they're doing it. When they're saddling, they don't have a focus. They're talking to somebody or doing something else. Now, some of us can do that, but we're also focused on what the horse is doing. So that's my big tip for this week is make sure you're focusing when you're doing something with your horse. Even when you don't think the training's going on, be focused. Okay. Well, we want to thank Karen for coming. So we have our fun. amazing secretive oh, look at that. magic bag that if you put it across your... I disappear. You disappear. You have a That's horse fun. shirt now. You have a horse shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, and inside from... We have fly spray. That's a good thing. Ode away. I'm glad Louise is not here because she Odor was eliminator. Another thing that shine baby <laughs> shine. Our ever favorite comb. Awesome. And a koozie to keep your drinks. Need those. And a bag. <laughs> and from Cry uh, Crystal Cryo, we have a gift certificate. That's so and awesome. don't forget to tell us about your website and when the date of okay. your event is. Dressagenaturally.net and the. Um, event for transforming your business is in February 14th and 15th. So get your ticket now because it's the least expensive it's going to be. Early, super early bird. Woohoo! Yeah. All and right. uh, yeah, contact me if you have any questions about it. Thank you, Karen. And whether you're in Marion County or you're not, happy horsing around. We'll see you next time.